Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 41. Hey, I hope you're uh, doing great. I hope you're surviving well in these new days that we find ourselves in. What an interesting time that we find ourselves in. Uh, A pandemic, a global pandemic in which everyone's trying to figure out individually what to do and then on a very, you know, city level, state level, uh, country level, trying to figure out uh, how to really kind of live in this, survive in this, be wise in this, and all these different things. So I really do hope you're okay. I've been thinking about all of you. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you live. But I know this is all affecting us in a very interesting way. I think for a lot of people, it's been somewhat of a positive thing in the sense that you're connecting with your families maybe in a different way. And I know for other people, it's been a really, really difficult thing. You've lost your job. uh, Your business is in tension. You're just right on the edge on all different things on your marriage, your finance and all these different things. So. Wherever you find yourself, uh, I just I want to continue to remind us that, that Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. Uh, it's a beautiful promise, a beautiful reminder for us to kind of slow down in the midst of the chaos and remind ourselves of a very consistent Christ who sees you, loves you, and cares for you. And so maybe today just reflect on that and then also reflect on this passage that we're going to be reading and going through today. Matthew 7, 7. This is a a part of the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus says this in Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open, open to you. I, uh, I started thinking through this passage, started reflecting on it, and one of the things that just <laughs> hit me was, uh, we're finding during this period of time, if, if you uh, have kids at home during this kind of pandemic lockdown, uh, what we're finding is our kids' requests are like uh, p- like pins and needles. Like it's just knives in the ears. It's just, can I do this? Can I go here? Can I? Can I have this food? Can I? And it's just over and over. And can we go? And, and, and can I play? Uh, can I go outside? Can I? You know, it's just like over. So many requests. So many questions. And you know, in many ways, they're. They're not, they don't, they're not used to this way of living, this way of life, and, and they're trying to figure it out. And so they feel very scattered. They feel like they're asking the same things over and over. I don't know if you felt this way, um, but, but it's true. I think many of us who have kids at home, it just feels like, gosh, why are you asking so many questions? Why are you always in my business? Now, we love our kids and we love their requests, but it's just the repetition over and over that really for that can become very daunting. As a parent, you really learn how uh, how impatient you really are when that's happening because you just want to be like, go away, leave us alone. Mom and I just want five minutes to talk. That's it. Just five. 
I want five minutes to connect. But they're coming in with their requests of different things they, they know. Um, this is not the case with God. This is not, he just doesn't get annoyed, which I find to be so refreshing. I, I often think of that he's probably annoyed when I come to him with my requests, that he's annoyed with me when, when I come to him asking what feels like the same thing over and over again, or it is the same thing over and over again. And this passage is trying to reframe something for us. It's trying to help us understand something really, really beautiful about relationship. This passage is all about relationship. Jesus is letting us know who the Heavenly Father is. He's teaching us about God the Father and how He is different than every other God. If you read about these, you know, Greek Greek mythical gods and, and things like that, you'll find that they're always requiring certain things of their followers. But when their followers come to them, it's almost as if they're perturbed. Like you're don't want to tick off, don't want to offend, don't uh, the gods because the gods will come after us. But Jesus is framing for us what relationship with God the Father looks like and how it's different than any other God. Here's what he's trying to say to us. He loves to hear his kids pray. He loves to hear you pray. He loves it. He loves it. He's like, keep praying. In fact, these statements are are what's called a present imperative, which literally they can read something like this. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. He's like, come on. Keep after it. Keep asking. Keep knocking. Keep seeking. Keep after it. Like, you know what I mean? It's almost like sitting down with your kids and going, hey, feel free to ask me what we're having for lunch every single moment. Just go after it. Just keep asking. How bizarre is that? How counter... How counterintuitive to how we live our lives and how what we think is actually logical. But this is what he's saying. I love the relationship. I love that you're coming after it. I love that you keep seeking. I love that you keep asking. I love that you keep knocking. These are not just suggestions. This is a loving father saying, bring it on. Bring it on. Whatever request you have, whatever seeking you have, whatever knocking you have, keep bothering me with it. I love it. I love it because it's you seeking after God. It's you coming to God. It's you going after him and going, I need something or I have a request or I I need some help or I need you to answer me or I have some concerns or... And he's going, I know, come on, keep asking, keep, because it's, it's going to help us move forward in relationship where we actually believe that the God of the universe hears us, cares about us, loves us. And he's, Jesus is telling us he's a good father. He loves to hear you pray. He loves to hear you ask, keep after it. But if we're honest, we're a little cynical of this, aren't we? We're like, ah, hold on, hold on, hold on, right? Maybe you've become very cynical over the years as it relates to prayer. You know, I grew up in the church praying, 
mealtime prayers. You know, it was very prayers. You know, I, I, I grew up with this idea maybe that God was angry and I didn't want to tick him off, you know, and so I could bring certain prayers, but not other prayers. And over the years, if I'm honest, I, I've become a little cynical this whole thing. I think I've complicated it. And what Jesus is trying to help us understand is don't complicate it. But for so many of us, we've become so cynical as it relates to prayer. It's created so much confusion. I mean, we tend to think like, well, okay, here's the thing. He doesn't want me to bother him. Right? There are so many issues, other um, more important issues around the world. There, there's so many important issues. Around. I mean, have you seen what's happening in India? You know, have you seen what's happening in Africa, you know, in China and all these other places around the world? Oh, there's so much tragedy, so much pain. Like in South America, have you seen what's going on? Like he is, I mean, my little prayer doesn't matter. He can't be concerned. I don't want to bother him with that, right? He'll just look at that and go like, that's so annoying that they keep asking that. Don't they know there are people that don't have food. And maybe some of you also would say, well, I'll just pray for other people, right? Because he doesn't have time to hear my quest. Or, you know, I mean, maybe he does, but my requests just aren't as important as other people's requests. So I'm just going to keep praying to him for other people on be other on behalf of other people. And, you know, because it, it's good for him to hear about what's going on in other people's lives, as if, by the way, he doesn't know. Not that it's not important that we pray for other people, but isn't it interesting that so often we do that because, you know, we go like, oh, he's not concerned with me. He's probably more concerned with other people because their issues are bigger than mine. And maybe some of you, and this is a real, real honest one, and I think this is true of a lot of people, that they would say, I have bothered him. You know, I have begged him. I have knocked. I have sought. I have prayed And you know what? No response. No answer. Maybe there's a part of you that's become so cynical and go, yeah, yeah, right. Like he's listening. The guy, and we've become, uh, we've become uh, like, we, we, we look at him like he's this agnostic being up in the sky who just popped everything into existence, but is, can't be concerned with us. And, and, and that cynical nature comes out of feeling like I've been asking and asking and asking. It doesn't seem like I'm getting any response. So you must not be there or you must not be hearing. Or I've, I've just offended you somehow and you're like moving on to someone else. I love this. Uh, love this quote by William Barclay. He's a commentator, and he says this: "There is a lesson here, a lesson in the seeking, in the asking, and the knocking, and all that. God will always answer our prayers, but He will answer them in His way. In His way will be the way of perfect wisdom, and perfect love. He's always answering our requests." But he's doing it in a way that will only grow that relationship with him and not hurt it. You know, I remember when Coop was sick. Uh, many of you know that, that he had cancer. Those of you who have been listening for a while know that, you know, my son had leukemia. And, but a part of his treatment was, um, or a part of what happened was uh, his liver was processing the chemotherapy and the medicines in a really kind of bizarre way. And, and at one point, um, the chemos were compounding and, and kind of shut his liver down a bit. 
and it created just the most terrible pain in his whole body. Uh, it would just lock him up, and he would scream and writhe in pain. Then we'd have to hit him uh, with morphine, and and then he he would mellow out. And I mean, it was awful. And I remember watching this whole thing. I remember begging God very specifically for things that felt like be merciful. And what would happen a lot of times is the exact opposite would happen. It would get harder. And I remember just being so frustrated by that. Like, how could you do, how could you let this happen? And I had to rest and I had to sit in this thing of going, God is not unkind. He is loving But there is something that's happening here that is far above my pay rate that I cannot comprehend. And in about, oh, maybe two years after his treatment, we're we're taking him to this like cancer camp they have for kids after his treatment, after he's done. And they walk in and they say, hey, where's his medicine? And we say, we don't, he doesn't have any medicine. And they're like, okay, and they're like laughing. And he, we're like, no, seriously, he doesn't have any med- ongoing medicines that he has to take. And the lady kind of came in near to us and she goes, he's one of the only ones that we know in this whole group that doesn't have medication he's taking. She's like, what an amazing gift. And it was in that moment, I think Patty and I went, whoa, everything that we had asked for had been answered. It was just answered in God's timing and not in ours. And oftentimes... And this is true of me, and I'm sure it's true of you. Oftentimes, we want what we can get from God more than we want God. Often, we would abandon our relationship with Him to get from Him what He can give. But Jesus is trying to say He loves you so much, He's most concerned about our relationship with Him. And He knows this. And he knows this and he will not, he will only give to us what will grow the relationship with him, not hurt it. But here's the scary thing. You can believe what you want and you can do what you want. That's scary. That's terrifying. You can reject his timing, his way, his purpose. But the beautiful thing is this, like the father, like the father and the prodigal son, he will always be waiting at home for you. To once again believe that you can ask, that you can seek, and that you can knock, and the door will be open to you. This passage is all about relationship. It's not about what you get from God. God has given you, like in the prodigal, in the story of the prodigal son, the older son, he comes to the older son and he goes, All I have is yours, it's all ours. And that's why we ask, and that's why we seek, and that's why we knock. But so often we want the thing more than we want the relationship with the giver of the thing. And he's like, I want the relationship with you more than anything else. God will never tire of our asking, our seeking, and our knocking. But we often tire of believing that he is a good and loving father. And therein lays the problem. But I want you to know he's patiently waiting for you to return and to continue to to ask, to seek, and to knock. So where have you become cynical about God being a loving father? Where have you become cynical? Bring that before him. Bring that before him. 
go, I have. I thought this was going to happen and it didn't happen. I thought you were going to, I thought you really heard me and it felt like you didn't. And just bring that before him. Be honest with me because remember, that's the knocking. I got some questions. That's the seeking. I got some questions. That's the asking. I got some questions. And he's listening and he loves that you're pressing into the relationship. So Heavenly Father, what a beautiful thing it is that you ask us to do. Thank you. Thank you for opening your your heart to our constant requests. Thank you that you hear us and that you love us and that you and we wait for you to reply in your perfect love. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers. <laughs>